You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. It was all and my dad decided to move from Tibet to Nepal, where I had my, um, where I had two uh, aunts living there. So yeah. my dad thought it would be me to move so I can get proper education and mm-hmm. also I could have a better mm-hmm. um ex- actually he walked the Himalayan mountain for two weeks in Fuck. all right hey guys we're here with Rinzen she is a very interesting personality yeah. that like we've barely spoken to but we already know that this is going to be like a really interesting episode Um, a bit about her before I let her take over. She's from Tibet, but then she moved to Nepal and then to India. And I'm sure there are interesting stories behind each of those moves. And I know you're currently in New York. So we've got a very diverse personality with us. You've interned with Amnesty International, and I know you you consider activism a pretty big part of your life from what I can tell. Is that right? Yeah, so I think that's super cool, especially right now with, like, everything going on. So I think there's just so much to dive into. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell us a bit more about yourself, because I'm sure I've missed some stuff. Before, but, we but, before we, but, we, but before we let Rinsen take over, guys, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button, because you know we're bringing, bringing you guys the best shit oh, every yeah. single day. No, like, like thrice a week, guys, not every single day. You guys know the drill, guys. Like yeah, I was supposed to yes, say that. Were, which is why I took it over. Now we're over here. <laughs> Guys, obliterate, obliterate that like button. Please subscribe. Trust me. It'll mean a lot to us. It'll mean a lot to Rinzen. She literally waited an hour for my ass to get my laptop right? working. All right. You guys don't know the shit that we went through to get this podcast to you guys. So it's here. <laughs> um, yeah. Rinzen, take it over, man. What's up? Yeah. Sure. So I can just give like a small intro. Um, I was born in uh, Tibet and I yeah. left. Uh, when I was really small, I left for Nepal, um, and then lived in India for five years, where I studied um, in a boarding school run nice. by the government. Mm. Um, and and then I moved to the U.S. and I moved to a small suburban um, area that's like mainly all white. And yeah, Lawrence University um, mm. um, with a degree in global studies and um, yeah. And right now I'm currently interning for a uh, organization called Footprint, uh, mm. um, which is like a youth refugee group in Syracuse. As you can see, guys, uh, Rinzen has already done most, more than me and Salman combined. You know, all we've fucking done is make this podcast. <laughs> so she, she's, she's practically on her way to saving the world. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I really want to know, uh, why did you leave Tibet at such a young age? Like, how did that happen? Yes. Yeah, great question. So I left Tibet because, so China took over Tibet in 1950, like in the 1950s. Mm. And now there's um, a lot of militarization in Tibet and 
a lot of um, restriction of freedom of yeah. speech and religion, yeah. just all of that. And my dad decided to move from Tibet to Nepal, where I had my um, where I had two uh, aunts living there. So yeah. my dad thought it would be me to move so I can get proper education and mm-hmm. also I could have a better. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kudos to your dad. dad he actually, succeeded. Kudos huh? to your dad. Kudos to your dad. He succeeded, man. Congrats. It's actually, he walked the Himalayan mountain for two weeks. In- oh my god! See, I was hoping that there would be a story like this. Fucking riding a camel across the desert or some shit like that. He walked the fucking Himalayas, I- yo. <laughs> um, definitely, there was like, uh, it's a da- dangerous path that he took, and. He did it like with one other um one of his like friend and i was like a baby and i was on his back and he walked oh my god um it's actually many tibetans flee that way which is really mm-hmm. scary some people die along the way some people get yeah. really sick, get mentally ill um yeah. but people do it because they'd rather have freedom than Stuck in that it. is yeah. that is insane, and this must have been you know not too long ago, right? Like I'm guessing early two thousands. Um no, it was uh so probably like nineteen fifty nineteen ninety seven. I said ninety seven. All right, yeah, I was like <laughs> your dad crossed in nineteen fifty. Yeah. Okay. No, wow, well, Rinzin, I love the yeah, I love the anti aging you know, cream. Not too long ago. Yeah. I love the anti aging cream, and can you tell me, man? <laughs> my mom's been looking for some shit like that. Yeah, let me know if you want. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you know. Oh my god, but that's that's you know when you hear stories like that, you usually think okay, like early you know nineteen hundreds or at least long yeah. ago enough that like no one no one we know would remember them. But you know that's nineteen ninety seven is when, right before we were born, which is like yeah, insane. that was like a year before I was yeah. born. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Yeah, it is pretty crazy, man. Insane um, stuff. It's weird to think about how all that, like, you know, that happened not so long ago. It's still fresh in people's minds. Yes. Yeah. Do you know if, like, people still flee that way? You know, I I haven't been in touch with that side, but I'm sure people will do because there's still a lack of access to um, a visa and stuff like that for Tibetans in China. So they have no other ways to get out, out of Tibet to go mm-hmm. to Nepal. Oh, or wow. They have to like take scary routes where there's like there's heavy militarized yeah yeah and there's like you know and then like a whole snow and ice and some people don't know where they're going it's really dangerous but yeah i'm sure people do it but what i'm but what i'm wondering is that um let's say um let's say you actually get to nepal so how so what's the process from there to becoming like a citizen and flying off to other places like india and shit like that when you don't have your documents like you're not a registered nepalese citizen or some shit like that so so i was really young when this happened but yeah i i don't remember having like some sort of papers or like um something that says like i can live in nepal there's a lot of refugees living in nepal Mm. and india um india basically said like like when the dalai lama moved to the in moved like India, India was like, "Hey, this is your home as well." Yeah. So, same with Pakistan. Yeah. That is really nice. Same with Pakistan. Pakistan is one of the. Did you? Oh, fun fact: Pakistan is one of the countries which accepts the most refugees in the world. 
so oh, i didn't know yeah yeah no thank you our economy is absolutely fucking yeah it's like it's absolutely fucking shattering but we still have people coming through as as like fleeing afghanistan because we have our largest border is afghanistan towards the west so we have a lot of afghanis mm-hmm. just straight up fleeing and especially during the taliban era fleeing from war coming to our area uh, coming to our borders and then we were just like fucking fuck it just come through wow. yeah yeah okay <laughs> what the kudos yeah good no 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 main <laughs> yeah, kudos to your yeah. dad we wouldn't be fucking talking to you if you, if you didn't fucking make it make it through the himalayas <laughs> <laughs> Episode number 26, courtesy of oh Rinz's dad. I mean, I mean, also, Episode also, 26, kudos, kudos to the Himalayas too, right? If, if we're going all the way around. Kudos to every Tibetan, uh, I mean, Tibetan dads and moms who sacrificed their safety. Yeah, yeah, straight yeah. up, man. Straight up. Okay, wait, so let's let's go back to our talking points. So, um, how was it like in India? Because... Pakistan is known to have the biggest rivalry with India and all that. So, me being a Pakistani, I I'm say say good things about our neighbors. No, no, no. you can say no, no. I Salman, here's the thing, right? I told you we're a, we're a real podcast where we don't censor shit, right? You can say okay. whatever you want to say, all right? Good things, bad things, I don't really give a shit. I'm genuinely curious about how how what India was like when you spent 5 years there. Like from what grade to what grade did you spend your time there and and how was it like over there? Yeah, so I was there from um I was probably 7 when I got there and then mm-hmm. I stayed till I was 12 then I left. Um Yeah. But my experience was different. I lived in a Tibetan community um that was in India. I lived in a northern area called the yeah. Parmat Pradesh and mm-hmm. I went to a boarding school there and So I didn't really interact with a lot of Indians um yeah. but um it was definitely interesting because you don't feel like you're away from home because there were so many Tibetans. So many Tibetans, yeah. Like, Makes sense. Like this is where you yeah, mm. culture, uh, you know, traditions, everything's there. Um mm. my experience that you know, it was difficult going to boarding school um at such such a young age and my parents not being there they mm. were already in the US and you like had to take care of yourself and mm. like you know all your friends like your homemates their their parents are not with them their parents are mm. in Tibet and mm. like some are like for years old seven years old they have to take care of themselves they have to Man. get ready and eat and then like cool and it's like it's Rinsen. super hard to watch. No. Rinzen, do you know what's fucking crazy to me? Salman and I, Salman and I grew up in completely privileged households and we are so fucking ungrateful for the for the littlest of shit. And then I we mean, hear stories like this. Yeah, he's not wrong. And then we hear stories like this. He's not wrong. And then we hear stories like this and it blows my mind. It honestly does. That is why we want to have guests like you on. That's why we want to have diverse guests on because we want to hear stories from all across the world what people go through the shit they go through, man. It fucking blows my mind, man. Continue. I think it's really cool because you're like acknowledging your background and like your privilege where yeah. it comes from. Um Yeah, I mean there's no getting away from that. Um <laughs> we, we we were definitely really lucky. Jo, like Rinsen, as far as Rinsen, things go. Rinsen, numbers. Salman and I are part of the 0.1% of Pakistan in terms of in terms of general privilege and wealth and all that. 
99.9% of the fucking you, country. You make that sound, you, you sound like you're flexing, but the truth is our, our country is just really poor. It is yeah. insane. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, these are actual numbers. These are actual numbers for our, for our country. If you have been abroad, even one time in your life, if you, if you have left the country, um, you're part of the, you're part of the 1%. If you own a house that is larger than a certain, that, that is larger than like a certain foot area, footprint area, you're, you're, and you've been abroad, you're part of the 0.1%. That is how low the barrier is to enter the point fucking 1%. Wow. And we're, and we're probably even, even a subfraction of that, but I don't know the official numbers, but for a fact, Suman and I are part of the 0.1% and it and blows my mind. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It blows our mind. It's crazy. How did you guys feel about that? Like growing up, like, were you aware of that? Honestly, like, what, how- yeah, I mean, I think we're, I mean, we're all aware of it, but it's just a part of our lives, yeah. you know, like, um, it's pretty common for us and everyone we grew up with to have like maids and servants and all. And, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's the actual population and we all know where they're coming from, but we're all like Here's the thing, Rinzen. Just very okay Rinzen, I'll with let you the, know. the divide. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll let you know. For me, I don't, I don't know if I can speak for Salman and all. Um for me to feel any empathy towards somebody, I have to have gone through it pers- I have to have personally gone through that ordeal or or through that, you know, event and all that. I I genuinely, I, I try to sympathize and I try to empathize, but I genuinely cannot imagine how fucking hard it is for people out there. I genuinely can't. Even though, even though I might say, oh shit, it's hard. But also, oh shit, it feels hard. Oh shit, that looks, that, that looks terrible. Motherfucker, I swear to God, I can't even imagine 1% of it. <laughs> I swear to God, I straight up, until and unless I've, I have gone through that, through that ordeal, I cannot empathize with that that much, but I totally recognize my privilege. I'm like, holy shit. This is insane. Back the fuck off. <laughs> and just think about what think think about the Okay, situation. but also yeah. Saad, Saad, to add to that, like the people we we grew up with, a lot of them were the yeah. the general population and they were so far below us and we were still so close to them, but we still like never really paid yeah, attention. Yeah, that's like, the point. It's fairly common to have a mate for like, you know, a, a, a long part of your life. You know, they'll work with your family for easily a yeah. decade. Yeah, that's someone who is literally a part of your family, yeah. but lives in a world that is completely different. Completely from different. Anything you've ever like been a part of, but you know they're right there. Yeah, with you this whole time, and it's it is actually crazy when you're in a situation like that. Wow. Speaking of, have you guys seen the movie Parasite? No, I haven't, dude. How many times are we gonna mention that, man? Where where is it? Have you? Have you? I've not seen it. Okay, okay, that movie will, like, that movie is the closest I've seen to a movie, like, actually hitting the core of, like, the class divide problem. Like, that movie touches upon it, like, insanely well. So I definitely, like, recommend watching yeah. that to everyone. Because it's, like, a genuinely unique movie that touches on something that most people don't know exists. And, and Rinzen, and Rinzen, I'll let you okay. know that people from Privilege, they never look below, they're always looking above. Like there, I know so many people who have so many, so much, so much more, you know, shit than me. So we're always constantly looking above. We never look below and we never really recognize the ground that I'm standing on. <laughs> like, you know, and, and the, and the furniture that I have, most people don't even have anything close to that. We don't really recognize that shit. And, and that's just, that's just human nature. I think at the end of the day, but yeah. Yeah, Rinzen, I will say, you've gotten us to talk about ourselves and that's not what I think any of us knew was going to happen coming in. And that was, yeah. That was a cool experience. So, uh, I mean, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, like, you know, your experience. Is- 
stuff because we're talking about class privilege and all that so yeah yeah we are um all right back to the talking points back to your rinse and uh, let's let's let, let's okay wait back. so i i think i i mean i know we don't have time to talk about everything because you you sent us like this massive list of all the things you've done and you saw them like whoa that's a lot but um yeah one thing that stuck out was that you said your aunt was detained once they need to work with people to release yes. her. If you don't mind talking about that, that sounds really intense. Yeah. And like, actually like a really crazy story. How does that happen? And what, what did you do? Because you know why the American immigration system is fucked up. That's why. It's yeah. fucked up against us too, man. <laughs> Straight up, I'm brown. I have I, a lot I, of... I, I'm brown. I wear I, I wear a metal belt, walk through the metal detector, bomb, bomb, bomb. Step, step to the side, sir. Jeez. <laughs> oh my god. No, I, I could basically start a collection of like baggage tags that say your baggage has been searched by the TSA because I get those like even when I fly domestically. Yeah, it's insane. Um, it really all happened last May when I was graduating. So I was graduating with yeah. Nicole. Um, already interviewed. Um, I was on my way back and my aunt got detained because my school is really close to Canada. So it's 30 minutes away from Ottawa. And mm. there's a new rule that like within 50 miles radius, like from a border, they can have a checkpoint, which I did not know. Um, oh. They have a, they had a checkpoint set up when we we're coming back. Um, and they asked me, I was in the first car I was driving and I had all my shit and they asked me like, Hey, are you a US citizen? And I'm, I'm like, yes. And I, I, they didn't even ask me for anything. And I drove and then behind me was my aunt Ooh. and they asked her if she's US citizen and she cannot lie for the, like, she cannot lie. She will Ooh. straight up tell you like, no, I'm not. Because if you, if you tell them, yes, I am, they will just let her go. Like they're not allowed to check you, you know? Yeah, it didn't work, right? She's like, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. She said, yeah. she said, I'm not U.S. Citizen. So they okay. really detained her. Um, and uh, it was so messed up because she's actually not a citizen of anywhere. She's like in a. She was born in an area between China and India, and when um like the British took over India. Uh, there was like a whole new, like no one knew whose whose land that was. So China and India are like constantly fighting over that land. They made it that it's no one's land. And so she doesn't have a citizenship. And that made it like 10 times harder to figure out her case. And here's oh me graduating, like, yay, life. <laughs> like, oh I'm going to do so many things. I'm gonna apply for jobs, yada yada yada. Like I'm gonna go travel, and like yeah. the thing happened, and I had to like oh, do a whole research. Like I had to reach out to so many Google people, and like figure out what the fuck is going on. And after seven months, like seven months, a yeah, seven months, they seven oh fucking God. months. I thought it was like seven hours or some shit like that. Seven months. Oh, no, that is that is terrible. Yeah and um it was like there was a lot of like filing papers trying to take ice to court um but, like failing and failing and like the third time i think we tried ice was just like yeah like you can you can take her like you know and yeah and, like the thing with like her she doesn't have paper to go 
go to India as well. So if they send her back to India where she was there before, India would arrest her right on like right when she gets out of the airport because she's not from India. Like she doesn't have a paperwork to be in India. Yeah. So it was a whole freaking mess and so is she in the US my now? conclusion is ICE is yes, she's in the US. She's in yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, that is that is a crazy story. Oh yeah. what the oh. fuck? Yeah. And what I actually worked for like I interned for Amnesty International uh, a semester before that and I worked for people like trying to release them and like worked on their campaign tactics and like try to do visual arts, try to do press release for other people to get released. And like here's me, my aunt is getting like put in the uh, detention and I'm just like what the fuck like this is insane. Yeah, that is yeah. crazy. Wow. Have- so wow. Man, I mean, like, you know, that's, I'm sure, like, you know, working at Amnesty International, you never thought you'd be that close to the issue. Yeah. But, wow, like, life happens life. sometimes, and that's that's insane. Simone? But, hey, you See? look like See, you through it See, a lot due to your own work, and that's awesome. See, Salman, you and I can never feel that amount of pain ever until and unless we've actually been through that shit. I swear to fucking God. Yeah. I swear to God. It just, man, it blows my mind, dude. Kudos to you. And on that bombshell, guys, I think we're done with today's podcast. I'm overwhelmed. I'm done. <laughs> oh, my God. That was, I didn't, I don't know if it's 20 minutes, but yeah, that was super cool. Thanks so much for joining Thanks us. Thanks so much for joining us. Peace. Adios. Goodbye.